Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Gee, that's weird. Who would have thought that a big ring cloud would be over my house? And in doing all this, no, I mean, it's all natural. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, I, I'm not in the mood. I mean, why's it got to be like this? Next thing you know is more crackles. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, well. No, no, no. I, I don't want this to happen. But I can't control the weather. A lot of horror stories are made when people are trying to control weather. He don't want that. Yeah, for real. Eh, it'll pass. Who knows? Anyway, I wasted enough time. Because Actually, no, this started when the Monster Fest started, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, because there's been nothing but thunder and lightning around here. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to continue it. Anyway, welcome to the J-Bat Show here on... How's it going, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show, here for episode 173. I'm Jay, of course, and, uh, yeah, my voice is bad to normal, I see. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes it goes under the weather door and, uh, in between seasons, and then there's times where it gets strangely darker and mysterious and crazy as hell during the Monster Fest season. Ah, uh, but hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm J-Man, of course, and we have some interesting things to talk about, for starters. Gee, I hope this rain lets up, man. I got things to do tomorrow. Shoot, I'm trying to do some infield uh, infield recording, you know what I mean? Other than that, though, I uh, actually got some kaiju movies here. I did take a little time to work on a few things around here. That's why things are so discombobulated. Because the episode was supposed to land at 9, but hey, I'm here. It's practically 10 o'clock. Let's just go ahead and get in with it, you know? Not to mention, um, one of my apps wouldn't let me start anything without an upgrade. And it never fails, too, because usually when I'm starting the show, that's when it wants to go ahead and do something. And I'm like, can't win, you know? I mean, some things I can, but then there's plenty I can't. <laughs> but I'm here right now for you all, though. And I'll tell you one thing, the Monster Fest has been killing it lately, man. Man, should meet a whole bunch of new fans and all. Feeling really good about it. <laughs> and if it's your first time listening and watching, yes, 
I'm J-Man, of course, and this is the main show that started J360 Radio off and what everybody's probably talking about ever since, um, you know, somebody tried to expose me last time. Even at the same time, the only thing they exposed was uh, a rage and a fight they weren't ready for. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the way that'd be going. But you know, somebody else asked me this, are you going to do Chucky films? Nah. I like Chuck, but here's the thing. I don't really care to delve into his franchise like that. You know what I'm saying? He's a killer doll. I mean, what else can I talk about that somebody else hasn't talked about? But I will go ahead and say I didn't care for the remake that much. I don't know what it is. I mean, like, one, it's not an actual person putting their spirit into a doll. And two, I mean, the only reason why the doll was evil is because... A guy was mad at his boss at work and decided to say, oh, I'm going to fix you, I'm going to fix you, I'm going to go ahead and make this one a defect copy as a way of discrediting the company. Like, there are ways to get back at people who employ you and don't do right by you, but not that kind of way. I mean, if anything, it just was... Whereas you can take the originals with a suspense of disbelief and understand, like, you know, there's some strange things when it comes to voodoo, but... That particular thing, nah, don't care for it. Don't care for it. Other than that, though, uh, you know, just sitting back here going ahead and looking at the collection right off, and I see that, you know, some people were like this. Well, you know, you don't rate anything at a at a times five. I'm like, yeah, I do. There's like a few films that I did rate on um, the Monster Fest this time at a perfect record. And keep in mind, there's no such thing as a perfect film. No, there isn't. But there is such a thing as an enjoyable film. Something with a strong theme and a message to it. Something that really resonates to you. Like Godzilla King of the Monsters, for instance. No, not the one from 2019. Even though that one's good. And I will get to the legendary stuff a little later, but that one is good. I don't care what the credits say. Well, there's too much Godzilla. But then you look at the 2014 movie, where there's... Godzilla's there, but it's not as much as you would think, and... All that stuff, and they're like, oh, well, you know, there's just a lot less Godzilla. That's why certain reviews are not necessarily good for you. Know what I mean? You'll know. I mean, after all, a lot of y'all are conscientious nowadays to really realize that certain reviews are just not worth it. And then not to mention the Creeping Terror, which uh, managed to get a 2 out of 5 from me. Um, Not a bad film, per se. I mean, it is easy to make fun of, though. And, you know, like, the, the creep factor is is that aliens were sent here to analyze and look at our weaknesses and eat us. But the thing is, we the people didn't know where they came from. And we wonder, in the vastness of space, will they get here in the same lot of time that they send their satellites at us? Or will we, you know what I mean? Or will we be wiped out at a moment's notice? Little things like that. It's really coming down out there, huh? Well, anyway, it just it just makes me think of, you know, like kind of like how invas- some, some movies really didn't explain too much to you as a way of adding on the suspense factor, you know. I did manage to find a mummy movie that I was interested in looking at. And this, this particular film came out of Tubi. It was called The Day of the Mummy. I should have just turned it off and went to sleep. Because much like Seven Deadly Sins, it was a waste of time. It had a unique cast in it. I mean, it even had Danny Glover in there. But the problem is with movies like this is one, 
it, it could have a great cast, but it could have a crap story. And this had a crap story because pretty much the whole the whole group were supposed to be going and excavating into this tomb where a colleague was killed off or mysteriously banished. So they were looking for him. But one of them was given an extra assignment by an investor that said, hey, if you find me this certain cursed stone that allegedly your colleague was that close to finding, I will go ahead and expunge you of all your criminal records and everything, and you can um, live your life. Which, at the same time, it's like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a thunder cued right on there. Which is a real crock of stuff, you know? But you see, this particular guy, he tries so hard to be Indiana Jones. I don't know what it is with some of these adventure-type archetypes or stereotypes, as you want to call them. But they all gotta try to be Indiana Jones for some reason. Like, this particular guy, he could have any woman he wants. And he could have anything that he wants to do. And he tries to play by his rules because he's a regular maverick. All that kind of stuff. But I'm sitting there thinking this. I'm like, hey, cut all the boring stuff out. Like, let's get to the point. And then when he got to the point here, pretty much you're just seeing um, an hour or so of people running around in a tomb. Him and the other guy that's on the expedition were getting mad at each other, saying like, oh, you know, you're not a great scientist. No, I'm the best scientist. I, I'm the leader of all of them. And then Danny Glover is in the small part of the screen because... Ironically, it's a POV found footage type film. We'll more on that later. And all he keeps asking and barking about is, Did you find the stone? Did you find the stone? His check must have been real, real easy because that's all he was asking about throughout most of this part of the movie. And then with all that running around and then he got it on and then the main character got it on with the hot girl because, you know, that's the way it always goes. And then with that going on... (laughs) You, you, you see, you delve into their problems so much, you forget that you're actually looking at a horror film. Because nothing happened. Oh, but then eventually something did, because at the same time when that last chase happened, the monster came up and grabbed the man by the <laughs> by the shoulder, pulled him around, and clocked him one. Now, I'd never seen a mummy sucker punch people before, but that was awesome. I gotta admit, that was a saving grace there. That's why I managed to get that one bloody knuckle, because the Lord knows it wasn't the rest of the film. And I mean, like, after that, then all of a sudden they're in a sacrificial tomb because it's in the mummy rules. You got to be in a sacrificial tomb, you know. And then as they're sitting there, well, he's sitting there, they're trying to sacrifice one of the people. It didn't really matter because none of these people have any characteristics, you know what I'm saying, at all, if any. And he's, (laughs) and then all of a sudden the main guy breaks free, no explanation on how he did, but went over there. Clobber, the guy who betrayed the expedition, managed to knock over the mummy, lock it into its tomb to get away. The hot chick was right there to help him. Oh, yeah, yeah, she freed him. She freed him. It didn't really matter. And then they make their way. There's nobody else to save at this point. And then Danny Glover's still asking about the stone. <laughs> uh, but then eventually the mummy is coming. Now, this mummy has taken up track and field or something like that. Because he could run, boy. I was like, all right, all right. Here we go. The cost of admission right here. Almost gets to him. But you see, the thing is, the uh, ripoff Indiana Jones here has some dynamite. Put dynamite right in him, and as soon as you can say Kyle Reese, blew the monster away. And that being said, that's the end of the mummy. And then they get out of the tomb, which was pretty much the whole plot, them trying to get out of the 
trying to get out of there. They finally get out, and they're still asking about the stone. So the ripoff Indiana Jones takes the stone out of his bag, looks at it, and throws it off to the side. And I don't know why my phone keeps bothering me every time I do the show. It's like a running gag. <laughs> but, you know, what to make it really, really crazy is, is this. When you got, like, a mummy movie here, and you somehow make the Tom Cruise mummy movie look good, that's really saying a lot. And in this particular thing, it was awful. It's a really, really crap film. So, if you can, if you see Day of the Mummy, I will say, nah, don't, don't, don't waste your time. You might as well look at Seven Deadly Sins before you look at that one. But, as I watched the taste out of that from me, I'm going to say this much. There's always a better movie to watch, which is where, you know, The Creeping Terror came into play. And then, of course, there was a better movie than that. However, I had a different kind of movie. I saw this movie that said zombies in my vault. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe that'll be good for tonight. Then I found out it was Horror of the Zombies. Horror of the Zombies sucks ass. It sucked then and it sucks now. It's a terrible film. Awful. I would never subject any of y'all to it. If you ever find a copy of it, I apologize. Because that movie is ridiculous. Nothing happens in that movie either. Matter of fact, this is this is what goes on. If you think Friday's at... Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm kind of bending that rule, but... Some of y'all didn't like, um... Friday the 13th Part 8, right? Remember Friday the 13th Part 8? Where they were on a boat? That movie kicks that movie's ass. You're on the boat in Horror of the Zombies for all of the movie. Not to mention that eventually there's a ghost ship there and it's zombies on it. or some, it's, it's part of a cult. The whole people on the crew were part of a cult. And the main woman who was a model that was looking for her roommate that went missing after oh so many days... She gets involved in there, but the thing is, she gets raped. And pretty much that rape scene is the gist of the movie right there because you're seeing all of all full frontal nudity. Like, at the time, they didn't have a problem with it then. But yeah, that, that pretty much was the selling point in the movie for these people who made it because nothing else happened. And then when you saw the zombies get summoned, there was only, like, what, maybe three to five? And even then, like, you're looking to see, do the people in the cult get killed? Does anything get resolved out of this? What's going to happen? Where do we go from here? And I'll tell you where we go from here. We go and we take this movie and we never bring it to light again because nothing good can be said about it. I wouldn't even give it a bloody knuckle at all. No rating. Out. Go away. Shoo. But that's when I decided to clean it up with something a little bit better. And this was called The Caverns Lake Monster. Now that was a film. Woo! Matter of fact, that's what revived the kaiju part of this special that we're doing. I was sitting there looking at that. I was like, eh, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it's just like, you know, we'll see parts of the monster. The thing is, we saw quite a bit of the monster in this movie. You saw him lurking around in the deep. I mean, for a while there, things were neutral. Nothing happened on in this particular area. But then all of a sudden, a meteor fell. And hit this egg. And then brought the egg out of a dormant into life. Now somehow I think dinosaurs grow a little bit faster than what we're used to. So 
one way or another, it seemed like from one scene to the next scene, that damn thing was fully grown and just going for a snack. And boy, howdy, it was. Like, you know, like in, when you're watching Jaws, right? You don't see too much of Jaws. It's the suspense of Jaws, or a.k.a. Bruce, you know? And the fact that Bruce will come out of the water and get you, you know? That's what you're afraid of. But when you look at this particular movie, the monster, the monster is shown in all sorts of ways. Shown in the Harryhausen way, shown in the Muppets way, and then also shown in a very eerie way because his eye is always looking at you. Like, you don't think the monster is looking right at you, but I looked right at it and his damn eye was looking right back at me. I was like, oh, sh-. you know, it's about to go down. And he was mean, too, man. Like, you got fishermen going out there into the water. And then all of a sudden, he, like, right there next to the boat pushing it. Like, he just teasing his food. And and then, like, the way his jaws kept opening up, you could see, like, it was a sadistic grin. Kind of like the crocodile going after Captain Hook. And it's just like, man. See, that's what I like. Sometimes, like, I love tragic monsters. I love monsters that, you know, they have no reason for being there. But they're there, you know? But then you see, like, there are times when I like the monster to be a dick. I like the monster to be mean. I like the monster to be like, you know what? You on my land. What do you think you are? This is my territory. You better go away. I'm coming for you. You ain't come, You ain't going back to your house, man. You know what I mean? That it's your last stand or his last stand. And one way or another, it was going to go down. And you see, the people on here... I didn't hate not one of them. Even the scientists were actually pretty helpful. Of course, they uh, had their moment where they're like, you know, we can't kill it. It's a living creature. But the sheriff convinced them, hey, it's either you or it. And at that point, they finally understood. It's like, yeah, I won't give up my life at that point. See, in the 70s, they understand. I don't know why we and the people in the new era can't really grasp this concept. But hey, whatever. Story for another time. Either way. When they went ahead and faced off against that monster, see, the sheriff didn't waste time. He was out of bullets. He decided to go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to fight him toe-to-toe. Got into the construction equipment to square off against the monster. Nobody else thought about this. And that was just, like, wow. And when he was, man, he, he was doing it. Well, of course, one of the comment relief was like, no, 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 that's my fortune there. And I, can't let, I can't let him go like that, sheriff. And then all of a sudden, the sheriff was like, whatever, come on. Which had to have been probably the dumbest idea that the sheriff may have had. Because the guy that was riding with him, he had just a shotgun. The shotgun ain't going to do anything to that dinosaur. I mean, it might make it mad, but that's about it. And boy, how he did it. Because, see, the monster had his jaws ready, clamped onto the comet relief, chewed him up, threw him off to the side like a rag doll, and grinned, and then looked back over at the sheriff. And the sheriff is looking all, and everybody's looking at the dead guy, and they're like looking right back. And you know, when one of us go down, you deal with all of us. And indeed, the sheriff went at him, showed him his teeth on that tractor, chugged it right into the monster. Monster went, and then all of a sudden, after getting impaled multiple times by the teeth of the construction unit, it goes and crawls off to die. And it, it goes out in a very pitiful way, though. Well, it's dying, so why not? But at the same time, you you look at it, you're like, I would love to feel sympathy for it, but he was a bigger a-hole. He was the a-hole of this movie. But at the same time, I respect him, though, because survival of the fittest, maybe. That's why, at best, 
I said to hell with Horror of the Zombies. The evening is saved. And it is a four bloody knuckle special. I loved it. Every bit of it. Cheesy, yes. Tiresome at times, maybe. There's a moment where, like, you know, they don't really start handling the problem with the monster. Tell later. That isn't tell, but the way they see that there's something going on was that big pile of blood that came in the water after it ate this hood that was out there hiding around. And I was like, hmm. Now that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I can be a little gruesome with it. But the point is, is that, you know, when you got stuff like that, it is amazing. You just can't get enough of it. Man. And, and, you know, the thing is, I'll go back into, like, smaller monsters later. I was actually looking at Amityville not too long ago. And before you ask me which one, uh, that's a good question. I think it was the remake. Even though I'll always remember the original, but this, yeah, it said Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror. So, yeah, it was that one. That one was kind of slow. Takes a little bit of moments to get to the point. But you do see, like, moments where, like, the... Each family that was there, the spirits are around and all that. Like it, It's wild and weird. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm not going to give it a rating until I do. But, you know, so far I'm just like, okay, let's just sit here and see this through. At least I can say that none of the monsters appeared in the last act of the movie. Which, at the same time, I'm going to have to be a little lenient on it. Because a long time ago, the uh, the way that filmmaking was, was a lot different than the way it is now. And in the way that it is now, it's kind of a fluid concept because Disney made the announcement that they're going to be focusing on streaming, which a lot of people are actually sitting there shaking in their boots about because they feel as though that, you know, the cinema experience must be preserved. Now, I wonder if way back in the day when drive-ins were starting to shift out in favor of sit-in movie theaters, the drive-in people feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? Things have got to evolve in time. And then, you know, the VOD market was going to explode in some interesting way anyway. Uh, Especially with this COVID going on and a bunch of other misinformation and scare tactics going on from the people that surround us. I I just always wondered this. Like, what else could they do? You know? Nobody can go to the parks. Nobody can, you know, a lot of people aren't really going out anywhere. Disney Plus has an interesting deal with Verizon. You don't pay for a year. Or then, at the same time, they have a unique package plan. And this is about the most I'm ever going to be supporting this company right now. Then that's not. Then again, that's not entirely true, right? MCU, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Don't come at me yet. Come at me a little later. But it's just one of them kind of things you think about from time to time. Like, things were going to shift anyways. And I'm sure they probably were paying attention to how much money Universal got for Troll. Well, not troll. Trolls. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matter of fact, troll sounds pretty cool. That sounds like something I need to work on. I, I know. It's already a used title. Speaking of which, I would go and put like Troll and Troll 2 on the Monster Fest. But the thing is, Troll 2 has already been talked about for all the right reasons. And another thing is, is that, you know, some movies don't really need to make the cut like that. Because it's already interesting. You don't need my point of view on that. But I do have two more kaiju movies coming up on the Monster Fest, and you'll probably love these because, once again, we're going through Toho's library, and it's uh, Rodan and Mothra, two of the best flying monsters there is. And yes, a lot of people will say this: Well, you know, Rodan was kind of a kind of a punk man, you know, especially in a 
Godzilla, King of the Monsters, you know, where he got his behind whooped by Ghidorah and then started bowing to him and then went about to Godzilla too. Say what you will. But a long time ago, Rodan used to be Godzilla's fighting buddy. They used to fight all the time against each other. In addition to teaming up, it was amazing. You know what I mean? Like, um, way back in the day, like in the 60s in the Showa era, Rodan was a force to be reckoned with. Especially flying through everywhere, sonic emissions coming off of him, especially as he goes through multiple things. And not to mention, he had a mate in that movie. Like, the very first movie that he was in. That movie was amazing. I don't care what anybody says. And then, of course, you know, I think it was a comet that woke him up or something. Or no, 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 it was Molten Heat that woke up the one egg. And then there was a second egg. And then, oh my god, I love Rodan. So, I'm going to redeem Rodan at this point. I will take it upon myself to do so by taking the classic movie from there. And then go ahead with Mothra's classic movie. Because Mothra held her own. I'm not going to say that she didn't do a good job in the... uh, Godzilla 2019 remake. I think she did a fantastic job. They did her justice. The only thing that they did not get right, or maybe they just didn't have the time to implement that, is the laser from the antennae. Yeah, she has lasers from her antennae, and I was a little like, eh, I'll roll with it, because when she sacrificed herself so that Godzilla could get his third win... Godzilla became Burning Godzilla, and then you could see it was just them uniting and just destroying the hell out of Ghidorah. Which is why that Godzilla vs. Kong, you know, that that was something I was looking forward to in 2020. Well, this year, yeah. Looking forward to in this year, in addition to me graduating, and in addition to me going to the West Coast, man. See, all that stuff was supposed to happen this year. Damn COVID! <laughs> Eh, damn election, too, by the way, because, uh, yeah, I voted. By the way, make sure you vote. <laughs> Got time to throw that in. But, you know, it's just like, uh, I had those plans, but this is okay. Because, you know, the thing about me is if one plan don't go, believe me, I always have a backup for it. So it'll be all <laughs> all said and done, and then everything's going to come together, and I'll be out there anyway. So I ain't worried about it. But I do notice this much. Should Venom be included on the Monster Fest? Yes. Yes. It's going to happen. Because, you see, next week is going to be a bit of a mixture. Matter of fact, I think it's time that you guys manage to get doubles. I've been thinking about this. I'm going to have something for the kitties, which is interesting because I'm not G-rated for anything. But there's plenty of Halloween specials that need to be discussed. Amongst the kid lineup. And then, of course, superhero, anti-hero fest time. Which means that all you superhero fans out there, yes, we're going to delve deep into that too. Matter of fact, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. And I'm going to have to watch one of the most hated movies I could never stand as a, as a kid to now. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I'm, I hate that movie. Oh, I do. I was just like, ugh. I liked the first one just fine. Even when he was eating jelly beans. I thought it was, what was wrong with jelly beans? You know, everybody liked jelly bellies. The candy that you're supposed to hate is candy corn, after all, you know? Am I still in the eye of the storm? Yeah, I guess I am. Well, little things like that, you know? It's just that, yeah, I'm going to have to give it a look because I also got the two Hellboy movies and I have um, Venom, of course. And let's see, 
What other Creep Factor films are on here? Well, Dark Man. There we go. I ain't looking at Dark Man 2 and I ain't bothering with Dark Man 3, but you get Dark Man though. And that's good enough. <laughs> Step in the right direction. By the way, I've been also looking at some stories around here for, you know, Delaware's sake. And uh, I've managed to find, like, another creepy area. And you see, it's not the same as uh, Cypress uh, Swamp last time I told you about. But Lum's Pond is actually a dark, dank area in Delaware. Well, it's not dark. It's dark now, but, you know, it's dank as hell, like, when it's, um, you know, when we're knee-deep in fall time. In wintertime, because the fogginess just comes off of it just right. And it's the right atmosphere for either that scene from The Godfather or the set of Swamp Thing. And you see this one. Let's see. And I quote. A young girl ran away from her Newcastle home sometime in the 1870s. She ended up hiding out in the woods near the Lums Pond State Park. But ended up coming face to face with a dangerous man camping in the woods. The man captured her, assaulted her, and murdered her. Well, authorities found the girl's body quickly, and they never apprehended the killer. The girl allegedly died near a bridge. Pardon me. See if it's screensaver. The girl allegedly died near a bridge on the park's trails, and guests report that they see the girl's ghost and sometimes hear her screaming when crossing the bridge. Sometimes the temperature also dramatically drops on the bridge. There is a bridge over there, and um, I haven't walked on it myself. But the whole area is creepy to the point where you just sit there for a little bit and you wonder, how is this all maintained? You know? But I wouldn't be surprised because a lot of weird stuff happens around these water waterlands around here. Lots of it. Matter of fact, there's one particular one that I'll tell you about over here. Not, not Fort Delaware. Everybody knows about Fort Delaware, right? You know? But there's this one that's called the Corpse Light. And it's over where, like, Cape and Lopin State Park is. And you see, the reason why we have that state park is because Cape and Lopin is one of our beach areas. And not to mention a prominent beach area for us. We used to have this legendary lighthouse over there called the Cape and Lopin Lighthouse. And you see, it's not there anymore. As a matter of fact, did did the city get rid of it or did it fall apart? It's one of them kind of stories that I'll, I'll pretty much clear up on later. But they say there is no lighthouse at that area anymore but yet people often see lights flashing from the location the light was allegedly a curse from a local native american tribe after british soldiers stormed a wedding ceremony and massacred many guests the tribe conjured up the light as a means to lure ships to doom now they say this that the corpse light has actually fulfilled its promise historically because it sunk a ship known as the devonshire men on christmas day of 1665 Stupid screensaver. 1665. The ship followed the beams from a non-existent lighthouse and crashed onto a shaft of stone instead. More than 200 men died in the wreck, and some say that the ghost ship will periodically reappear to reenact the famous crash. Now, that's something that I might have to go and visit because it's not out of my way entirely. But, you know, I always look at it like this. Some of these areas, though... They make you wonder. Okay. Now, I don't know if I've told you all this, but I probably did, considering who I am. But Delaware is a small state, but Delaware has its moments in, like, its smaller towns. And this particular one is called Frankfurt. It's called the Long Cemetery. It claims to be home to a ghost. They say that he's more terrified than average, 
but it's supposed to be a bizarre feline human hybrid called the Catman. He's supposed to be the former caretaker of the cemetery who had cat-like features, and they say he does his job by chasing out vandals, teens, so some of you Scooby people out there. But they say if you knock three times on the cemetery block wall late at night, Catman will appear and attack. Now, these are just three of those uh, legend stories that are around here. I wouldn't be surprised about Catman, but I also know that it, I've been around that cemetery before. It does have a stone wall back there near where the caretaker would stay at. But at the same time, who the hell would walk all the way back there, knock on it? I mean, if you're doing that kind of crap, you deserve to be attacked at that point, I would say. Because you're ruining somebody's sleep. Kind of like uh, Dampy, the gravekeeper on uh, Zelda, you know? You only meet him one time, but still at the same... You know, why Why would you? <laughs> Little things like that. But of course, you know, they say the Battle of Cooch's Bridge, if you go out there late at night, and like, if you if you park... Turn off your um. Turn off your car. Your car will start moving on its own, and then there's supposed to be a sound of fifes playing in the background because the ghosts that were there were in the Revolutionary War, and they believe that your car is actually a cannon. So they're taking your cannon here to go ahead and fight against the enemy. That would be kind of neat. But they also say that there was a headless uh, Revolutionary soldier that walks around on that bridge. To- why is it always a bridge? Well, you know, that's what they say. And then, of course, there's the John Dickinson plantation that's not too far from where my parents live. And yes, yes, it was one of those areas that has negative connotations for African Americans. But also, he was a penman of the revolution. He used to write a lot of um, a lot of different documents regarding the revolutionary time. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of our local hometown, Thomas Jefferson, if you will. But you see, the thing is, they say, and this is from people that work there, they say, like, late at night, you can hear the sounds of papers being moved or something scribbling or writing around in the building. And then, of course, you know, like, like somebody's still there. You know what I mean? I'm thinking this. I'm like, could it be him? Or could it be the janitor late at night? So many questions. But then again, if it is John Dickinson, uh, keep in mind, I only been there when I was like, what, nine? So it's like, I don't know what's going on over there now. (laughs) Could be a lot of ghosts there, but there is this thing over at a chapel that's called Barrett's Chapel. And the bell hasn't worked or it, there's something about the bell like the bell has no um has no way of ringing but then there are times at night where if you listen carefully you can hear it ring like like it has no way of doing it like the underside of it's bare and everything but there's still ringing coming from it and I think that's like the weirdest thing ever not to mention the hellish light that surrounds it, but, you know, that's just me saying that. <laughs> but, yeah. All this weird stuff that happens here in Delaware, and I know it's just the tip of the iceberg because there's more to come. You know what I mean? And one of these days, covet or no covet, I'll go and investigate it. Not like ghost hunters and crap. Like, I'll really just go take a look, see if it's there. If it ain't there, I'll go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But yes, you know, I love this time of the year simply because of all these legends and stuff. But if you have any legends that you'd like to throw at me, I mean, feel free to email me, j360productions at outlook.com, or even better, send me a voicemail about it using the hotline, which is 240-903-1634. I'm willing to hear it all, and if it's great, I'll play it on the show. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little interaction. But, yeah, I don't know if we're out of the eye of the storm yet, but, uh, well, hopefully everything's good. I hope I rolled my windows up in the car. <laughs> I know I did, so don't don't worry about that. I ain't that crazy now. But that's all I got for you guys right now until I start bringing in the rest of the entrees of the Monster Fest, which some of these should be in the mail tomorrow, I hope. So until then, this is the J-Man signing off. Um, no shows tomorrow. Matter of fact, got something special happening for all of you on Friday. You will see what it is. Oh, it's going to be nice. I guarantee it. As a, nah, I won't give you a hint this time. I'm going to surprise you. It'll be fun. But until then, I want you all to be easy, take care of yourselves, and um, try to enjoy the daylight. All right? Jeez, I hope this storm lets up soon. Anyway, peace to you all. Laters.